Today we're going to be talking about resist harsh, angry words. Let us take a look at an important scripture about the mouth. Ephesians 4 verse 31. Let all bitterness and indignation and wrath, passion, rage, bad temper, and resentment, anger, or animosity, and quarreling, brawling, clamor, contention, and slander, evil speaking, abusive, or blasphemous language, be banished from you with all malice, spite, ill will, and badness of it, baseness of any kind. All the descriptive, descriptive words in Ephesians 4.31 identify things that get us into trouble. We wish it concludes bitterness, a wish list, what a list, sorry. It includes bitterness, bad temper, resentment, contention, and abusive language, just to name a few. <clears throat> I believe all of these things are rooted in pride. And selfish self-centeredness. In other words, these things came up because we do not get what we want and when we want it. These things come up in a in come up in everyone at times. No one is perfect, and no one has the perfect attitudes or behavior all the time. So I wonder which of these pose the biggest problem for all. For me, I would have to say that some of the biggest problems I dealt with in the past were a bad temper and resentment. I used to have a little terrible temper and get excessively angry. I was uh, also resentful due to abuse in my childhood. A feeling that I didn't get a good start in life. Thankfully, with God's help, I have been delivered from those of from both of these, but I still deal with the selfishness and impatience on a daily basis. Both of those weaknesses affect how we treat each other. It is God's will that we truly love all people, and love is seen in how we treat others. It is not merely a word or a theory, but it is an action. I have decided I want to treat people well, and since that is a, the case, then I must find, no, I must let God deal with me and deliver me <clears throat> from anything and everything that prevents me from 
doing so. No one else has to have a bad temper or be quick to anger. No one has to be hard or harsh towards other people. We don't have time to be selfish or important. The Holy Spirit will help us overcome these ungodly traits that traits if we certainly sincerely want to change. It takes time to time and determination. But God will change us if we talk ask him to. The Bible teaches in chapter James chapter one verse nineteen to be quick to hear a ready listener slow to speak, slow to take offense and defense of uh, and to get angry. Of these the most important and often the hardest part is being slow to speak since everyone we open our mouth to and start speaking and start speaking without foresight of self-control. We're going to cause problems to hurt someone. One of these times, in fact, that we had ten that we tend to get cranky is when we have our places plans made and something comes along and distracts and disrupts them. What or when we that happens to me, I must have learned to take a deep breath and consider what to say and what not to say before I do anything else. Learning to think before we speak is a wise way to live. Individuals who speak rashly always end up causing trouble with their words. Things never go exactly as we had planned and after day after day we have to learn how to adopt to people and sometimes and situations. Romans 12, verse 16. And now, now, another way to say it is that we need to be, we need to learn to go with the flow. This statement has more meaning to us than it may for most people. Because of some incidents that happened often in our 
household when we were children, we were very young. Seemingly, each time we sat down for a meal, someone slid a glass of water or milk. Whenever that happened, I got upset. I immediately flew into a rage saying things like, I don't believe you. Look at what you did. I sent all, spent all afternoon preparing this meal and you have to just ruin it. Really, no one in the family is ruining the meal except the thought of the problem as we spilled the milk, but it was exactly the spoil it was exactly the spoiled me the in those days we had big fam big meals with lots of dishes and utensils all over the table when the glass of milk spilled it inevitably started running right under all the dishes and utensils the milk would spread hard straight for the crack on the top of the table. The place where it was where we could expand the table making it a solid leaf when needed. The reason I was so upset about the milk reaching the crack was that I knew once it did, it would try to run down to the table leg and under the everyone's feet. It was when that happened, I would not only have a milk spill to clean up, but I would also have to take part the table, clean the, the crack where there was lots of crumbs and dirt accumulated. Anyway, making a bigger mess. And then I grew, get down on my own knees and hands and crawl under the table to clean the unindated um, and to wipe off the things on the floor spilt on. As I mentioned, this scenario happened when or often when we I'm sorry, turn from the place. Uh, 
Okay, as I mentioned, in this scenario, this scenario happened often, and when our children were small, one of them would spill the milk or some other liquid, and the minute it happened, they all knew what my reaction was going to be, and it wasn't one of self-control or patience. I would jump up and from the table, complaining all the time, and run to get a rag. I would crawl underneath the table, filled underneath the table on all fours, usually with someone licking me on the head because a happy homemaker, in fact. In fact, I would get so angry, I felt that I was going to explode. When we are caught in a situation we cannot change, no matter what we do, that's when we need to learn acceptance with joy. Acceptance with joy? That's a sweet-sounding, like, phrase, but it's not much harder to do than talk about doing it. It looked... It took a long time, but eventually I learned how foolish it is to get upset over not, over things I cannot control. One thing, excuse me. One, uh, one something, once something like this happens, in no amount of anger is gaining to receive it. So, we need to learn to adapt and deal with it. It does not, I do not know how to do the when I finished started delivering under the table of the couch, or up the t- table that, that, and catch milk. I just had emotional feel fits yelling and screaming and acting like grown up little bear during one of those scenes the Holy Spirit impressed on me that all the other fits in the world would never get back the their milk to run back up into the table. But through the through the crack 
back uh, across the table and back into the into someone's glass. In other words, he was letting me know that my temp my temper tantrums were not going to He was letting me know that my temper tantrums weren't going to reverse my problem. We need to understand that no matter how angry we get or how temp- how impatient we are, maybe throwing a fit will not change only change anything. It may, however, give up give you a head up and a necklace headache a necklace an upset stomach rash high blood pressure and even potential a nervous breakdown the questions is the question is are those angry ones really worth saying I finally learned, after a lot of unnecessary, unhelpful, and angry responses, to go with the flow and not lose my peace. When I do that, I... When I do that, nicer words come out, and my mouth... Come out of my mouth, and I help preserve the peaceful pleasant atmosphere for myself and for those around me as a partner parent I needed to upset no I need to set an example a lot of children how to behave when accidents happen it took a while God, but God firmly gave me a breakthrough, and I'll be able to apologize to my children and recalling my under the table excursion. Okay, we're still reading Power Words What You Say Can Change Your Life, Chapter 17 is put law, the law of kindness on your lips. Many people are familiar with Proverbs 31, which describes a virtuous or godly woman. Verse 26 of that chapter says, She opens her mouth in, skill, in skillful and godly wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness, giving counsel and instruction. One of my biggest problems in learning to control my anger and my harsh words was the fact that in early years of my life, I had been mistreated and abused. 
as a result, I ended up with a harsh, hard spirit. As a young adult, I was determined that no one was ever going to hurt me again. And that attitude permeated my thoughts and influenced my speech. Though I tried to say things that were right and pleasing to others, by the time those comments had passed through my soul, my mind, my will, my, my emotions, and picked up the hardness and bitterness hidden there, they came out standing, sounding harsh and impatient. She could not mm-hmm. No matter how right people's hearts may be before the Lord, if they have pride, anger, or resentment in their spirit, they cannot open their mouths without some, somehow expressing those negative traits and feelings. They may not even recognize the harshness of their tone of voice in their tone of voice, but others do. Jesus gave us the reason why we cannot keep our thoughts and emotions from influencing our words out of the fullness, the overflow or superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks matthew twenty twelve verse thirty four Whatever is in our hearts will come out in our words. Because I spent years as a harsh, angry person, the Lord had quite a bit of work to do in me in order for me to develop gentleness and patience. In fact, cultivating gentleness became the key issue of my life. Part of what God revealed to me in His Word concerning the issue was Proverbs 31, verse 26. When I read it, I thought, Oh, Lord, I've got anything but the law of kindness on my tongue. I felt I was so hard inside that whenever I opened my mouth, out came my, a hammer. Before God dealt with me about being gentle and developing kindness in my tone of voice, My words sounded terrible. I could not even tell my children to take out the trash without coming coming across as a drill sergeant. Who wants to live with a person like that? I know it was hard on my family, but it was hard on me too. I did not want to be that way, irritable and impatient all the time. My father had behaved that way, and although I had hated the way he had made me feel, I found myself doing the same thing to others. Maybe you can relate to that, and I, to what I experienced. You may have even mistreated and abused. You may have been mistreated and abused as a young person, as I was. And you have ended up of full of hatred, resentment, distrust, anger, and hostility. Instead of kindness, you express harshness and hardness, even when you do not want to. If this is the case, I can tell you from experience that while the kind of person is not pleasant for anyone... 
<clears throat> to be around. You're making yourself more miserable than you are making anyone else. Spending time in God's word and in fellowship with him. Letting him bring healing to the hurts of your past. Getting counsel if you need it. And working to overcome the negativity you have grown up with are worth the effort. When the law of kindness is on your tongue, not only will the people around you benefit, but you will also feel better about yourself and be more able to enjoy your life. Jesus speaks such comforting and encouraging words in Matthew eleven twenty nine and 30. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart, and will find rest, relief, and ease, and refreshment, and recreation, and blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfort, comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. I believe part of what Jesus was talking about when he told us to take his yoke upon us is to willingly submit our hearts, especially the hurts and the wounds from past, and the harsh words that resulted from those wounds to his will and his way. We cannot tame our own tongues, James 3, verse 8, but the Holy Spirit will help us control them. He will lead us to the healing we need in order to speak gracious words to ourselves and others and to put the law of kindness on our lips. When I first began to allow the Holy Spirit to help me become a kinder, gentle, <clears throat> more gentle person, I looked up the word gentle in the Strong's Concordance. When I read it, what it meant, I said, Lord, you have got to help me. I truly thought there was no way I could ever be gentle. I struggled as God began to work in me concerning gentleness because, like many people, I was such an extremist that I could not find a happy medium. Once I saw I was unbalanced in particular area of my life, I thought I had to go as far as possible to the other direction. When God was teaching me to be gentle, I became so gentle and kind for a while that I let my youngest son get away with almost anything. I almost stopped disciplining him altogether because I did not want to sound harsh. I also went overboard on my relationships with other people. I was reluctant to speak up when I felt something was not right. I was hesitant to offer corrections or suggestions for improvement when we needed because I did not want to come across as unkind. 
<clears throat> I let some things get out of balance in my ministry. My problems was my problem was that I became so accommodating and understanding that I was ineffective when dealing with people or situations that legitimately called for a firm hand. <clears throat> I learned from those experiences that one extreme is as bad as the other, and in an effort to not be harsh, I had to become more not gentle, but weak. We should not be irritable or impatient, but at the same time, we cannot... What are you doing? be so mild-mannered that we become doormats for those who want to take advantage of us. The key is balance. Over time, God taught me how to be a gentle person who knows how to be firm when necessary. Generally speaking, I have learned to keep the law of kindness on my tongue and to be patient with people. When situations call for me, to take a strong position, I can do so, and I am comfortable in it, but I am thankful that I am no longer harsh, hard, and angry all the time. I do have a firm, straightforward personality. I do not need to pretend to be something that I am not, but no matter what kind of personality we have, we are still required to be like Jesus. If you have struggled to be kind and gentle for any reason, I hope this chapter and my personal testimony offer encouragement to you. I am living proof that radical change is possible in this area, and I am confident that if you will ask and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, He will transform you in a wonderful way.